Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Welcome to 3C Amplified. I'm your host, Jacqueline Destrumps, and twice a month I'm here to highlight the businesses, nonprofits, and individuals collaborating to amplify their impact in the community. This series is sponsored by Another Hand Advantage, where I create marketing strategies for community-minded small businesses and nonprofits. Today, I'd like to introduce you to two uh, very special guests. Um, today in the uh, studio, I have with me Brent Boardman. He is the Philanthropy Education Project Manager uh, for Sanford Institute of Philanthropy. And I have Kim Tarnopolsky, Chief Community Builder and Co-Founder of 100 Women Who Care, Valley of the Sun. Welcome, both of you, to the studio today. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So right off the bat, we're going to be saying philanthropy a lot today, and I kind of feel <laughs> like I'm already thinking, oh my gosh, I could say that 10 times fast. But what I'm really excited about, I guess, today is, um, and specifically having the two of you here, is the excitement, I guess, around some new ideas and new ways of creating philanthropy and creating philanthropy in the community. And, you know, in past episodes, I've talked about there's all so many different ways to give back. And now we're kind of looking at it from today, specifically with Brent, with having you here, you're going to talk to us a little bit about um, the Sanford Institute. But um, specifically, I guess, you know, what's being done for nonprofits in the community and how they can look differently at the kind of the changing scene of philanthropy. But then we're also going to talk with Kim a little bit about um, giving circles and what that concept looks like. So let's kick things off. Brent, why don't you just give us a, um, a quick introduction? Um, who you are, and a little bit about uh, the Sanford Institute. Thank you. I appreciate that. So a little bit about the Sanford Institute of Philanthropy here for Maricopa Community Colleges, and we serve all of Arizona through our work. It was started about, it's about three or four years ago. Denny Sanford, who had a partnership with Nash University in La Jolla at the time, billionaire philanthropist, you know, mm -hmm. made a lot of money uh, through his professional career. And as a billionaire people would regularly come up to him and, and ask for donations and you know <laughs> help and support financial support and he was always very very willing to support but what he found was that a lot of these individuals they lacked a lot of those um, professional business um, skills mm -hmm. right you know making an effective sales pitch and you know and there is a sales element to philanthropy and nonprofit work and building those relationships and knowing that you know when they presented to him, you know, how does he know that his investment would then turn out and actually be used in a way that had meaning? And so he said, well, I'll, I'll gladly write you the check. You know, I'll certainly support your cause. It sounds very important and meaningful. But perhaps to have a bigger impact, uh, maybe he could partner with uh, a school, a university, a series of schools and universities and create an institute of some sort that could help teach nonprofit and nonprofit leaders how to be more effective in all those things that you need to be effective in terms of fundraising and asking for money and manage that money to a little bit. And so they, they started with National University in La Jolla. And we have, I think, about 12 affiliate programs or 12 affiliate schools across the United States. And about a year and a half ago is when Maricopa joined that. We're the only community college as part of this network. And we're thrilled oh, wow. to be part of it. I know. It's, it's, yeah. it's fantastic. And, you know, we, we mostly provide, you know, so much in terms of... Um, these 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 um, free there's webinars we have um, different little workshops and events we've done and then last last spring we launched uh, an academy program here with Maricopa where we sent through about twenty uh, small business nonprofit members and development directors and leaders uh, to go through. What amounted to eighty hours of uh, nonprofit skills works and development, and you know how to get how to make an effective sales pitch and how to you know fundraise and how to make that big ask and how to you know how to develop those relationships over time. In fact, we had a graduation back in I think it was uh, beginning of the summer, and it just to see the transformation that these individuals went through because you know there are so many of them, and we had some large uh, nonprofits that are part of uh, the academy this spring. Catholic Charities was one; they're great great people. And then we had individuals where, you know, it's just the one person running their nonprofit. And they're like, you know, I started this, you know, three years ago or four years ago because I was really passionate about mm -hmm. this cause, but 
I really had no idea what I was getting into and where right. I needed to go. And as a result of going through the academy program, they're like, it's it's just been fantastic because I now I have this this toolbox that I can reach in and can say, oh, this is this is how I do this. Or I have this network of individuals uh, that I can work with. You know, not only the other people in the academy, but there's I think twenty four thousand registered nonprofits across Arizona. Mm-hmm. And like, I had no idea. I yep. had no idea that you know these resources were out here and these people were out here. And so, like I said, we did like one academy program last spring. Uh, we're doing another academy program this fall, and we do every month. We do um, a webinar or a workshop or something, can, trying to help build those skills and uh, give those people the opportunity. Getting back to you know Denny's, uh, Denny Sanford's original mission of helping these nonprofits uh, really get better, so that you know nobody wants to start a nonprofit and a year later it's like you know it's just too much. I couldn't uh-huh. do it. I don't have the resources. It was you know I I couldn't get any interest in it. Everybody wants their nonprofit and their cause to grow, and they want to be able to eventually maybe pay their staff. Right. <laughs> I know. Right. It's they a have high that mark. passion behind it, it. Exactly. They really have that passion. So in, you know, going back to what you were talking about as far as, you know, the, needing those skills, they have the passion for it. Maybe they just don't necessarily, they haven't run a business before. Exactly. And or, it is a business. And it, it is, is a business. business. Yeah. So yeah, that's great that there's, that, that's what really struck me when I came across the Sanford Institute when I was looking online was just, oh my gosh, this look at this program out there. And again, the number of free resources there were Absolutely. as well, which we'll talk about in a little mm-hmm. bit. I wanted to jump in and Kim, why don't you give us a little introduction to yourself and then we can you know jump in and talk about 100 Women Who Care as well. Sure. Thank you, Jacqueline. So I am the Chief Community Builder for 100 Women Who Care, Valley of the Sun. And we are a philanthropic group of women who meet throughout the Valley on a quarterly basis to shine a spotlight on and fund local charities. So 100 Who Care is actually a movement that started back in 2006 by a woman up in Michigan named Karen Dunnigan. And it's just been a movement that's grown through a grassroots effort, word of mouth over the last 11 years. And it's literally something that fell into my lap in 2014. I was taking a hiatus from my corporate career to see my daughter through the turbulent middle school and high school years (laughs) and wanted to give her 100% of my attention and was looking for something to uh, take on. And literally 100 Women Who Care fell into my lap and it fits my background of being a businesswoman, a mom. Um, I've sat on boards of charities. I've been involved at the school level. So all of my interests and passions came together under the umbrella of 100 Women Who Care. And we're now in our fourth year and have donated over $300,000 to local charities. And I'm, I'm looking at Brent's um, button on his vest and it says, I make philanthropy happen. I know. I was like, I wonder if Brent has any extra buttons well, for I the rest would... of us. Ooh, okay. Yeah. He just pulled out a goodie bag, everybody. This is exciting. Well, I would say that 100 Women Who Care, we make philanthropy easy mm-hmm. for women. And that is our goal is to You know, women inherently want to give back. We're hardwired to give back, and but we really don't have a lot of time. Mm -hmm. So 100 Women Who Care fits the model for a lot of women who want to get involved but don't know how. Right. So that's actually how Kim and I met. We were serving as volunteers on the Arizona Super Bowl host committee. And we had done a couple, what, a couple of volunteer Mm -hmm. activities together. We didn't know each other. After one of them, we had to go out to the stadium for for one of the volunteer activities that was coming up. And one of us approached the other. I don't remember now. but And Kim says, oh, I'm in Awatuki. And I said, well, I'm in Tempe. And we thought, hmm, why don't we carpool? out to this, you know, that's quite, quite, the, quite the haul. Long story short, on the way out, Kim was like, so what do you do? And I, at the time, <laughs> had just started um, another hand advantage. At the time, I was just doing web design. And she goes, oh, really? Web design? That's interesting. <laughs> Have you ever heard of this thing called 100 <laughs> Women Who Care? And timing is everything. That was the conversation out. And then on the way back, it was, so how involved would you like to be with this? <laughs> <laughs> would you make our website? And then it just came into, I said, you know what, as soon as I learned more about the, co- went home, of course, Googled it, started looking up other chapters throughout the country and actually the world, said, I want to be more than just the person who designs the website yeah. for this. So that's been really exciting and have just really been waiting for the right time to have Kim on the show with me so that we could talk a little bit more about 
uh, 100 Women Who Care, and kind of that giving circle concept. Um, I know that it was uh, kind of a new concept to me, at least, when we were talking about 100 Women Who Care. Uh, And then it wasn't until I think we really got involved with the 100 Who Care Alliance, their first conference, that the idea of a giving circle was brought up, and we had somebody come in and talk about it. And I think we just kind of looked at each other like, what? Giving circle? These actually... That was a new term. That was a new term. So, um, so anyway, just just really exciting. Uh, as Kim mentioned, uh, it's it's a really simple concept. We do we make philanthropy simple. I like that new um, that might be popping up on our social media somewhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Already has, yeah. <laughs> and again, like you said, it's it's simple. It's for you know there are actually one hundred men who care. Uh, out there as well. But yeah, you know, women that just really want to give back and want a simple, easy way of doing that. Um, also, uh, you know, the aspect of it is uh, the exposure to the nonprofits that the women are getting at each of our um, our meetings as well. So I um, wanted to go back though, uh, Brent, and, you know, you had mentioned some of the um, nonprofits that are coming through your programs and mm-hmm. such. What you you said? There's some larger ones. There's some small ones. Do you see? Have you seen any? I know it's you're kind of new. You've only been around for three or four years. But yeah. any kind of trends as far as you know who you see coming through these programs? Or uh, well, you know, here here for Arizona, uh, for example, like I said, you know, we had uh, Catholic Charity is one of the larger uh, nonprofits we worked with in the academy this spring. But more than anything else, we, we kind of see two different groups. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of very specialized, very, very small, uh, high passion individuals, you know, nonprofits, uh, because they, they're interested in, you know, trying to help whatever their, their cause may be. Uh, one of the ladies that was in the academy this past spring, her organization is right in front of me, Arizona Masters of Poetry, Suzanne uh, Sadowski, and helping children with reading and uh, through poetry and uh, through creative writing is, is one of her passions, and she's done a lot of great work. But when I first met her, uh, which is actually through the Alliance of Arizona Nonprofits uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, and <laughs> I like telling the story. I don't know if she appreciates the story, but um, <laughs> when I when I first met her, uh, she was handing out slips of paper with her name and her phone number printed on them because she didn't have a chance to, she didn't know how to do business cards yet. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a, it was a new thing. And I'm like, I'm like, I said to her, you know, in a nice way, I'm like, you need a business card. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can start with that. And then the next time I met her, she was, she runs up to me. She's like, here, I have a business card and Yay. really nice business card too. And I'm like, oh, you know, a nice logo and everything else. And I said, she was in our Academy program, but you know, she's one of those individuals. It's just, just bubbling over with, with enthusiasm and joy and, and really, really committed to, you know, language and language arts and, and the, those sorts of things. And there's several people like that that went through the Academy program that have come to the workshops and some of the other um, uh, resources we provided, but just high passion, very mm-hmm. specific need. And then the other group, um, there's a gentleman who works for Stardust. Uh, they recycle uh, building supplies like uh, cabinets and oh, okay. yeah. uh, people, you know, they remodel their kitchen and so they tear away, tear out and throw away their old cabinets and whatnot. So Stardust comes by and they, they collect these and they resell uh, their nonprofit. Jason, another member of the Economy program, uh, he started with Stardust. And again, I'm, you know, I'll probably get an email after this. Uh, <laughs> like 10, 15 years ago. It was, a, it was a long while back. And he was just one of the guys that loads and loads trucks. You know, a while back, somebody pulled him aside and said, hey, you know, we have, we, we want to do more with our community. We want to be more involved. We want to give back in a way that's greater. And we really want somebody like you who understands the business but also has this passion. And he's like, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a business person. <laughs> I, I, I can load and unload cabinets. That's what I do. And they're like, no, 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 you'd be great for this. So, so uh, we met him through one of the workshops we offered last fall. And he actually came to several of our workshops in the Adventure Center for the Academy. And he went through the Academy program. And we actually had him as one of our uh, uh, graduate speakers, if you will, at the uh, graduation ceremony. And he told the story. And it's, it's just, he's like, he's like I, never, I never thought that I could have a career Mm-hmm. in nonprofit work, doing the sort of thing, doing the community outreach and having an impact. He's like, I, it, it didn't even exist to me as something five years ago. Right. And stories like that where you have more and more businesses that are having that mm-hmm. sort of, it's fine to be a business. It's fine, you know, remember the organization, remember the community, whatever. But you're not, what they haven't had up until recently is that that community involvement. Right. And we are a member of the community mm-hmm. and we need to give back. And it's it's so it's it's so refreshing to see that uh, or the trend toward that these days. Yeah, and I said, so, definitely. you know, great, great individuals. 
And then you talked about some of the the webinars. So mm-hmm. the the way that your program is set up, it has I, I'm assuming it's evolved over time. Is it, it, it evolves daily? It evolves daily. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> um, so what you've got the webinars and such that are um, free. I did look mm-hmm. on the website and I saw some workshops and and such coming up. Is that open for anybody to to Absolutely. sign up to? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's great. The, so with the webinars. Um, they're online. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one actually coming up next Wednesday. That one's being hosted by Nash University uh, in California. Uh, that one's on telling a good story, changing hearts, minds, and actions. Mm-hmm. Great topic. I like that I one know. a lot. I know. I was looking at my schedule thinking, <laughs> hmm, can I fit that one in? <laughs> and and so we we do uh, at least one webinar a month uh, hosted by the, by the different affiliates mm-hmm. that are part of the program. And then we, uh, Maricopa, we are offering a free panel uh, event next month on the 18th. Oh, okay. And that's on uh, the changes recently in tax laws and how they might affect your donor base. Mm-hmm. And we'll have um, a keynote and several panels that will come in. And again, that's a, another free event. Uh, and then we, last fall, we offered several um, monthly workshops. You know, we have at least two people that show interest. We'll have the workshop. You know what I mean? Oh, that's great. <laughs> so, we, we, you know, we usually don't cancel. We want to make sure we offer this. And then what we try to do for for all these events, the ones that we host that are live, is we bring in local nonprofit leaders and um, educators who have experience just to talk about their experience, how it relates to this topic. Kristen Romain is one we've worked with quite a bit. Uh, she is the founder and CEO of Like the Lettuce. Oh. <laughs> it's a fun name. And, you know, again, high passion individuals. Mm-hmm. People, they have the experience, they have the background, mm-hmm. and they're all local. You know, so they're all talking about their impact and what they've done and the challenges they've had. Right. As it relates to our community. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And Maricopa and Phoenix or Tempe. Right, right. Arizona, you know, uh, as a whole. And it's it's amazing, like I said, um, to hear these different stories as it relates to, you know, all these different topics. So whether it be, again, the changes in the fundraising law or telling a good story. The webinar next month is on diversity, equality, and inclusion in philanthropy, mm-hmm. you know, a very important topic. Um, in October, it's on technology trends. Um, we have a member of our team, uh, Alex Coleman. She is our social media manager, and she actually did one of our workshops last fall on social media and Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm. And so many people signed up. Yep. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah. You know, and, but it's, it's, it's an ever, ever evolving, ever changing it sort is, of thing. Yeah. So we bring in these experts, we bring in these people who are tied to the community uh, to share their stories and their tips. And uh, it's, it's, it's very interactive and it's, it's a lot of fun for everybody. Right. Yeah. It's, I did a talk, I think it was in February of this year. I don't know. Probably. It was in February of this year. And again, I talked to um, a room full of nonprofit executives all about um, creating community Mm -hmm. um, through social media. It's so important. It was, you know, it it was one of those things, you know, as as a speaker, you don't want to like show up and see like two people in the room. (laughs) So, but then at the same time, you're like, I don't want it to be really crowded because that might be scary too. But I showed up and they said, wow, this is a really great turn. I mean, it was pouring rain that day and people Mm -hmm. were still coming out. And again, and I had so much follow-up after that topic as well. Just the uniqueness of going back to that storytelling, just the uniqueness of being able to use social media for that kind of storytelling mm-hmm. aspect of it. And I think some people, you know, try to try to make it um, make it more than it needs to be, make it harder on themselves than it needs to be. And so I think that's another reason why some of those topics are well, so and, popular. And that's the amazing thing uh, with, you know, everybody that we met through the Sanford Institute and, you know, here in the local nonprofit community, they are so genuine in their passion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can tell when somebody's telling a story, I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever, you know, fine. <laughs> they speak faster, their eyes get wide and they tell you, let me tell you about the the 12 kids last week or let me tell you about yeah, the veteran yeah. that we helped. Or, let yep. me tell you about mm-hmm. this particular thing. And it's, it's there's so much um, sincerity yep. in what they have to say. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, a lot of the passion sometimes gets in the way and giving them some of those tools about trying to figure out like how you want to set up that, you know, story or how you want to share right. it or who you're sharing it with, mm-hmm. you know, to have the greatest impact for your organization. Uh, some of the things we try to help them with. And it's just, just as I said, just an amazing group of folks. Yeah. Well, Kim and I, we run into that a lot because so one of the, uh, I guess one of the other unique aspects of 100 Women Who Care is all of the charities that are um, up, are nominated, are nominated by the members mm-hmm. of the group. And I don't know, Kim, if you want to speak to kind of how that goes at the, at the meeting, how those 
those charities are selected and then the members getting up and talking about them is just, I, 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 again, going back to that storytelling and seeing that passion and authenticity, we have a time limit and there's so many times where it's like, <laughs> ding, ding, no, really ding. <laughs> Cause you want them, you want to give them all that time to talk, but at the same time, they only have five minutes. So can you want to talk to that a little bit? Sure. Sure. So for our organization to work, we need two things. We need members and we need charities. So our members are the ones that nominate the charity, like Jacqueline said. And our member, they might be the executive director of the charity. They might sit on the board. They might be an employee or a volunteer or simply like that charity. And we have a nomination process that our charities go through and we have criteria. So um, our and. We massaged the criteria over time. We first started off with they needed to be a 501c3 for one year, and we quickly got into it and went, yeah, we need to see a little bit, some more roots before, (laughs) just to make sure that, um, to Brent's point, that, you know, they've kind of got their act together and that it is a true business, not just a hobby. Mm -hmm. I've actually been involved with a charity a few years ago that was more of a hobby, and it was more of a the person leading it picked it up and put it down and picked it up and put it down. So I had that firsthand experience and I knew that that wasn't the kind of charities that we wanted to support. And it was actually, and it was also very important to our executive team. It's Jacqueline, myself, and two other women um, that if we're going to stand at the front of the room and ask women to open up their checkbooks to support a charity, that we needed to be credible and we needed to make sure that um, the charity was actively implementing their mission in the community and they were fiscally strong and fiscally moving in the right direction. And that didn't mean that they had to have millions of dollars in revenue. It might be they had $50,000 in revenue and we purposely did not put a threshold on the revenue because we wanted our members to be the ones to say, no, we want to support that, that charity. And Our members, they're inclined to support the underdogs. Um, We've got charities from anywhere from $50,000 in revenue up to $20 million in revenue. And the $20 million in revenue ones, they get support in the room, but they don't usually end up on top. So in our giving circles that we do quarterly, we draw three names out of our hat. And those three charities are the ones that get the opportunity Um, that we learn about. So our members are the one that come up and tell us about the charities. And then they have um, a QA and a session and our members vote on who they want to support. And at the end of the giving circle, we tally the votes and the um, charity with the most votes is the recipient of our donations. So that's how our process works. And so what our goal is in our giving circles is to not only provide funding for these charities, but it's also to shine a big old spotlight on them Mm -hmm. and bring awareness, education to the women in the room. You've got a active audience um, of over a hundred women who are in the room. And now even if you weren't selected to receive our funding for that quarter, you have a hundred women who now know about your cause. And being in our fourth year, what we've seen is the ripple effect of our efforts where I know we had one member who was moving out of state and she donated pretty much her whole household of furniture to one of the charities that we had heard about Mm -hmm. in. And it wasn't even one of the charities that ended up being selected, wasn't it? I don't think so. I think it was a different one. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, you know, I live in Ahwatukee and there's an organization called Yopus in Ahwatukee and it's for, it's an outreach program for senior citizens I'm a member of the YMCA and I didn't even know that this existed. And this charity wasn't selected the first time around, but so many women came up to Tracy, the member who presented and said, I had no idea this existed in my community. And from that 10 minutes that she had in front of our group, Yopus got probably at least 10 volunteers. Mm -hmm. And then the next time Yopus was selected out of the hat and Tracy presented, she was um, selected for the funding And so our members sometimes get disappointed when they're not selected the first time to receive our donations, but we just explain to them that 
look, the awareness that you're creating is huge Mm -hmm. and it will all come full circle and your time, you know, we're a big believer in timing and um, it'll happen when it's supposed to happen. There's been quite a few times too where, so basically at the end of the evening, everyone writes their $100 check to that charity that was selected. There's been many times where we've had the women write two or three checks, you know, one to the one that was selected and one to each of the other charities. And it wasn't necessarily just because they thought, um, well, you know, all three of these charities uh, were presented tonight and I feel bad that they didn't get selected. I mean, they really did, uh, were touched by the stories that were told mm-hmm. um, from that member, and again, as Kim pointed out, some of the some of the members are you know they're just volunteers with that organization. We've had members who said, "I looked them up on the internet and I just loved what they were doing, and I want to help support their mission, and so I'm here to talk about them and and help spread that." I think we've even had members who didn't even know anything about the organization and went and met with somebody from the organization before they nominated them, and then had them um, put in the hat. So, just. Um, all around, just a lot of um, great exposure for all of those uh, all of those nonprofits. Brett, I wanted to go back to the. Um, I don't remember what I wanted to go back to. I'm like, I started looking at your notes, and I was like, wait a minute, I need to look at my notes. I wanted to go back to because uh, I looked, I saw one of the. Uh, techniques, I guess, that was listed on the website. Something that I guess the the institute is kind of known for is the cause selling techniques. What exactly is is that is meant by cause selling and what are some other the kind of unique ways i guess that <laughs> that nonprofits are going to gain from what they're what they're going to learn here rather than maybe what they may have heard in the past you should come to the academy <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so so you know like i said i uh when i mentioned the, the story with Danny Sanford at the beginning and i talked a little bit about um you know, these, these business skills that a lot of nonprofit uh, individuals and a lot of small business individuals in general, they, they just don't, they haven't had, you know, the, the, the polish that really goes along with that versus a lot of people in the corporate world. And so, so Denny came up with the term cost selling and a lot of people get a little uncomfortable when you start saying Because you got the word selling, selling in there. Yeah. Right. And, uh, yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> um, but it is, it is, it is, it is sales. Right. And, you know, you're in self-promotion and, you know, you're telling the story about, you know, uh, you know, people at the you know various organizations they, they had no idea that these resources were out here, or no idea that these nonprofits were out here, or no idea that there was somebody in the community that was committed to this cause. Mm-hmm. Part of that is um, because we could all do a better job at self promotion, right. and some of us feel a little uncomfortable about self promotion. It's like, oh, I don't know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, do we have to? Um, but it, 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 it is important, right. and and part of that cause selling from, you know, Denny Sanford is in terms of, you know, knowing your audience. Mm-hmm. And part of that is um, there's a, a piece that we covered in the Academy about social styles and it's personality types and knowing your own personality type mm-hmm. and, and what your preferences are. And, you know, when you walk in a room, especially when you're meeting somebody that uh, you don't know, but potentially you're asking them for, you know, support, you know, monetary support or or other support for your cause and your organization, um, you know, what type of clues can you look for in terms of their social style? And how could you use that to build that relationship? Because, you know, if you look around, you're like, well, this person seems like somebody who's, let's say, very, uh, very direct. And you want to kind of dance around asking for money. Uh, <laughs> they, may get, they may get frustrated with right. you and they may say, well, that's fine. You know, that was a lovely <laughs> cup of coffee that we shared. Uh, come back when you, when you, Right. actually need something. Yeah, right. And then there's other people that move the other way around. You know, they really want to know, you know, tell me about your kids and tell me about your dogs and tell me about your cause and tell me about you know everything that you do. And then after three or four or five meetings, you know, then we can get around to talking about, you know, money or support or whatever it may look like. Um, but if you come in saying, you know, uh, we'd like you to write a check for us for whatever it is, uh, they maybe get offended. And so again, being aware of those social social style differences can lead to be a much more successful uh, relationship when you're asking for money, working with donors. And so, yeah, that's part of that that cause selling uh, cycle. Again, the art of the ask, social styles, knowing how to approach donors, building that relationship over time Mm -hmm. and building the right type of relationship because everybody, everybody has something to contribute but it may not necessarily be just writing a check. Right, and, right. exactly. Yeah, and for a lot of people, mm-hmm. it's like, you know what, I, I, you know, this isn't really my thing or my cause or whatever, but you know what, who should talk to you? You should talk to Karen because Karen is all about that cause or that mm-hmm. thing. 
oh, great. Would you mind introducing me? I would love to. Absolutely. Fantastic. You know, so those, those, those sorts of you know, relationship building as well. And again, there's, you know, there's 80 hours of content that we go through. So it's, it's a lot. Donor needs. We talked about ethical implications uh, in nonprofit worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Tori Taj, uh, who's with Child Crisis Arizona, uh, she loves uh, talking about the ethical implications of, you know, being a leader in the nonprofit community. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, there's ethical responsibility and a lot of people either don't want to talk about it or they avoid it because I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know that that really applies to me or I'm just one person or it's, you know, our small little nonprofit. But these are all issues that people need to be aware of. And so, again, part of that is that cost selling, being ethical in how you approach people, being ethical in what you represent. Um, and again, we already talked about the social media and self-promotion. And then along with the, uh, the cost selling piece, there's also that long-term component. You know, you're not just promoting yourself for one day or one right. weekend or, you know, Hopefully one quarter. Hopefully it's a relationship oh, that... Exactly. Yep. Yeah, because nobody wants to feel like, well, you know, once I wrote them that check, they just went away and then I never heard from them again. Right. Um, or you got a letter in the mail a year later asking for more money. <laughs> asking for more money. <laughs> uh, I, I went to a... Uh, I sat in one of the uh, the workshops that the Sanford Academy in San Diego was, was hosting last year. The gentleman presenting was talking about the story how there was a a university. It wasn't in Arizona, but it was another university, and they had they had very supportive base of donors who would generally you know the write checks to the university every year uh, regularly. You know, good large amounts. You know, good support for the university and everything they did. And one of the things that the uh, the foundation did at this particular university is they sent out. Um, flowers at the end of the year. They sent out a poinsettia arrangement to each of the donors above a certain, certain dollar amount. And it was great, you know, wonderful, nice little thing. And so they got a, the university got a new uh, president or whatever. And they said, you know, this poinsettia, they, they cost us like $10,000 or something every year. It's, it's a sizable investment. And they're just flowers. You know, I think we could just cross off the poinsettias this year and we'll just send, send the donors. I see where this is going right I know. now. Send, send them, where's send. my poinsettia? <laughs> I know. And send, send them a nice little thank you for your support this right. year card, right? And so they did that. And, and you know, the story, this particular story had to do with one older donor. When it came time again for her to write her check, you know, they were going through the pile and like, uh-huh. where's the check from Mrs. So-and-so? And it wasn't there. And so they sent somebody out and knocked on the door and they kind of politely asked. And she basically said she was mad because she didn't get, get her, her flowers, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And it, and it's it's silly uh, because it's like you know they they lost a donor over you know a fifty dollar poinsettia mm-hmm. arrangement or whatever it yeah. would have been but but those sorts of the relationships and those sorts of building it over time and being respectful of the relationship is so important and that's that's all part of that cause selling you know understanding your donor working with them building the relationship don't just show up and leave right. you know, this isn't you know Amazon <laughs> right <laughs> we do live in that world now yes yeah. we do and it's it's yeah but it's important cuz people especially um these days everybody has very very specific causes they want to support mm-hmm. you know and i want to know that i am helping this particular group and this particular need and i will gladly support that you know every day every month every quarter every year mm-hmm. But if I find out that my support is not being used in that way, I will go somewhere else. Right? How many uh, nonprofits did you say? Twenty twenty four thousand registered in Arizona. Right. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and that's when last that's when I looked it up last spring. So it's probably gone up since then. <laughs> uh, so it's it's huge. Yeah, and and nobody thinks you know like wow, there's there's so many people there that are all and these these are nonprofits. So this is not. The people that they're serving is, is way larger than that. Oh, right. and the causes are way larger than that. But that's just twenty four thousand registered, you know, small nonprofits who are willing to, you know, make a difference in the community. And people want to know that you know I support this cause, and I want to know that I'm my money, my donation, my time is helping to support what mm-hmm. I you know uh, what they're doing. So, yeah, that's the thing about a hundred women who care. That's neat is. The member who's presenting the charity on our nomination form, it asks, what would this organization do with a $10,000 donation from our group? And so it's very specific. And our member um, announces that in their presentation. So our women know exactly where their money is going. And I know that when I started 100 Women Who Care, I was kind of in that mindset. I had gotten away from making some larger donations. I just had taken my eye off the ball for some of the larger donations. And I was just writing a $100 check here for somebody who was doing this race or $50 here for somebody who was doing that race. And it just landed on me that I don't have a clue what my money is being used for. 
I wasn't researching the organizations. And so I think our members really appreciate that they know what their money is going for. And we bring it full circle the next quarter for the donation who, or for the charity who received our donation. That charity then comes to our meeting and gives a very heartfelt thank you to our members and also explains this is exactly what we did with the donation. And they usually will bring somebody who was a benefactor of their services. Um, I remember one of the most touching ones um, was in Scottsdale. We had donated to the Foundation for Blind Mm -hmm. Children. And the woman who came to speak with us, um, Katie Cuppy, she was amazing and (laughs) came and told her story Mm -hmm. to our members. And there were tears and her service dog was there. But I think that's what makes our giving circle a little unique is that you just know, you see where your money's going. And as much as all of us would like to write a $10,000 check to a charity, there's very few of us that can do that. So our giving circle facilitates that kind of giving by bringing women together who can write a $100 check. And then we turn that into much larger. And I think sometimes, you know, people are a little hesitant. They're like, wait, I show up with a blank check. I hear about three charities and then I have to write $100 to whichever charity gets the most votes, even if that's not the charity I voted for. But then I think once they kind of see that, like you were saying, that full circle, they get to see the um, impact that it's had. They get to hear that impact statement Mm -hmm. um, from that charity from before. I think then they are much more like, oh, you're right. This is really making much bigger of an impact. And speaking of larger impacts, you know, we're just, we've been talking about um, our local um, chapter here at 100 Women Who Care, but I think we mentioned, you know, there are actually chapters all around the world. Um, There's what, over 650 now? 650 existing chapters, a lot of them in the U.S. and Canada, but I bet there's another 20 that are sprinkled throughout um, the the world. I know there's some in Ireland, Singapore, Cayman Islands. Yeah, we're very much wanting to meet the ones in the Cayman Islands. Islands, you know, just head on down there and check research. research. Yeah, Yeah. you know, we want to see how they're doing things. There's a men and a women's group in Mm -hmm. the Cayman Islands, Mm -hmm. and they're killing it. They're doing really, really well. But there's 250 chapters in development. Wow. So five or six years ago, there was some chapter leaders that came together to actually put a little structure around the movement because Mm -hmm. it was just growing so quickly. And people were asking questions and um, you know, we're we're not a formal entity. We're not a franchise operation. We are simply a concept. And, you know, I don't think I have explained that concept, but the concept is you get 100 women together for one hour, once a quarter, you hear from three local charities, you pick one of those charities, every woman writes a $100 check directly to that charity, and in one hour, you've raised $10,000 for a local charity. That's the concept. You can take that and you can make it whatever you want. But four or five or five, six years ago, um, there was an alliance that was put together and some chapter leaders who said, okay, let's put a little bit more structure. Let's put a website together. Let's actually list where all of our chapters are. Let's track it. Mm -hmm. Um, And wouldn't it be nice if we could get a few people together to talk about best practices? And that is where the first conference, leadership conference, was born out of that idea. So in 2015, we had about 100 people who came to Chicago to collaborate on how do we continue to grow this concept? That's when it was perfect timing because Jacqueline and I, we had just started our group. And so um, we scurried up to Chicago and (laughs) took it all in and... Jacqueline went back in 2017. They host the conference every two years. And Jacqueline went back in 2017 and... Um, and volunteered us to host it here next year. <laughs> so, yeah. I came back and said, hey, Kim, guess what? Um, I raised my hand when they said, who wants to host this in 2019? Hope you don't mind. It feels <laughs> yeah. great to volunteer, doesn't it? You know what? Events are right up my alley. I, so. I knew she would love it. <laughs> so, so, yes, Jacqueline and I are the co-chairs of the 2019 Leadership Conference. Um, and our goal is to have 200 chapter leaders from mm-hmm. around the world um, descend on beautiful, sunny Scottsdale, yeah. Arizona, and just continue to figure out how this giving circle concept can continue to make an impact in the communities that we support. Because mm-hmm. annually, when you do the math, it's a $26 million giving opportunity Fantastic. to local charities mm-hmm. every year. 
And it's a, it's, um, you know, going back to what I said at the top of the show, just u- more unique ways for, for giving back. And I think Brent, you even had touched on, you know, not everybody wants to write a check. Not everybody mm-hmm. thinks they have time to volunteer. So people are always looking for different ways to get involved. And yes, you are writing a check in this way, but I think when you break it down to like, Hey ladies, it's in one hour or a quarter. I think you can take out an hour before uh, a quarter, but the funny thing is, is we actually, did we do the social hour from the beginning or did, was that something we added in? We added. I think we added it Mm -hmm. in. So we actually have ladies who get there an hour early, you know, and then there's times where we're like, you know, okay, ladies, we're over. We're turning the (laughs) the music off, you know, don't make us blink the lights because everyone just wants to stay and connect and talk and and chat and um and talk about the the charities and just talk about what they're what they're doing in their community what are maybe some of the trends that you've seen brent any particular trends as far as i don't know maybe the way that nonprofits are going about getting their funding well aside from a sense of being overwhelmed yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know it, uh, i was just thinking about the the giving circle concept there mm-hmm. it's so often, you know, like I said, with the individuals that we've met through the the Sanford Institute here in Arizona, uh, there is that sense of just overwhelmed. You know, they're like, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, I, I, I can't just call the CEO of whatever and ask, you know, him or her for a check for, you know, my cause. I can't even get past the, you know, <laughs> the front door. <laughs> you know what I mean? What they don't know, and they're they're so grateful when they find out, is that there's resources, you know, like you know, 100 Women or or the Sanford Academy and the workshops that go along with that. And there are so many people that are committed to supporting each other. You know, we, earlier on the, the Sanford Institute here in Maricopa, we um, became members of the Arizona Alliance for Nonprofits a mm-hmm. um, year and a half ago, I think it was. I remember I went down to their offices downtown um, shortly after we set up our membership and they were so excited <laughs> to meet us. And I'm like, okay, because we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> And 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 we we've you know made some great friends and they've been so supportive of us and we we're very supportive of them and uh, we were at a uh, a little conference that they did a few months ago and they're up to a thousand members and everybody that goes there like I had, I had no idea mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and so you know we 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 set this idea in our head that well I can't af- I can't afford to be part of a nonprofit or I can't afford to support you know a cause because I'm not. You know, like like Denny Sanford, I'm not a philanthropist billionaire with just a lot of cash, you know, piled up in the back room. Uh, I don't know that I can make a difference. And knowing that there's opportunities either through organizations, you know, where they all have a chance to even contribute $100, which is a huge impact once you get, you know, everybody together mm-hmm. or contributing their time or just knowing that my organization you know, does this, but what we're missing is this other piece. And somebody says, well, my organization, we did that other piece, but what we're missing is that first piece. Yep. Can we work together we work in together something? On it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's amazing to see that. And, you know, when you get these groups of individuals together, you see so much of that. And like, I had, I had no idea that there was somebody else in, in the community that's, you know, having these struggles or is dealing with the same issues or is, <laughs> you know, this other piece to this much larger puzzle that I had no idea that I was a part of. And that sense of community that comes along with that is just, just tremendous, you know. Brent, how do nonprofits find out about your organization? Uh, mostly radio shows like this one. <laughs> <laughs> because I just see a big opportunity, right, to share the information about your organization with our nonprofits that we've supported and who are in our hat, because I can think of several who could benefit from mm-hmm. the resources. Yeah, so our, our main website, it's uh, maricopacorporate.com slash Sanford. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And we're not our music lead yet, but my, <laughs> my seventh grade daughter is pushing for that oh, one. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, we're online. But yeah, uh, maricopacorporate.com slash Sanford is where we have listed all our events. Uh, and you can also reach out to myself and my contact information is online, um, as well as uh, Maureen Hannon, who is uh, my partner in this okay. program. How about businesses? Are there ways for businesses to get involved with um, Sanford Institute or maybe are there ways for them to help out with the nonprofits that are involved? There's always ways to help out. <laughs> uh, you know, actually, so um, we, we've been trying to, uh, you know, kind of build this program. You know, Denny uses the term boots on the ground. So you start with, start with the folks that are out there actually doing the work. You know, you start with development officers, you start with the you know nonprofit uh, small business leaders. And then, you know, we've been working with some larger 
Uh, organizations just recently trying to get their interest and their involvement and their support. Um, support is a big piece of this. And just like any nonprofit, you know, we also have our struggles with, you know, trying to make sure that we have the funding that we need to continue. Mm-hmm. But like I said, our, 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 our most success has come with just our partnerships with other nonprofits. And like I said, the Arizona Alliance of Nonprofits and, uh, you know, larger nonprofits like Catholic Charities have been, you know, so supportive of everything we've done in terms of promoting it within their community and being advocates for us. Um, and, you know, we're grateful for everything that they, they've done with us uh, since they came on board about a year ago. Right. Well, yeah, just the uh, same with, with uh, what Kim was saying. Just I can think of a lot of different nonprofits to kind of send your way. And especially, like you said, you know, having the free the free webinars and the free resources. I know specifically like that next Wednesday webinar sounds amazing. And then what is the fall program? Is that the fundraising? It's, it's going to be a panel. The one, well, there's, there's two things. So there's, there's a free panel event in September, and that's on the 18th. And that's in the morning. That's over at uh, the Rio Tower in Tempe. Mm-hmm. In starting on September 18th is our fall academy. Okay, that's and, right. Exactly. That's... And the, the last academy we did, we actually, they came in two or three days every month uh, over the course of like four or five months. This time we're actually spacing it out. We're, we're starting the academy and we're doing October and December, February and March. We're going to take a little bit of break between each oh, session okay. to give everybody more time to really kind of take what they've learned, right. apply it, and then come back and talk about what tools they're able to apply. Because right. really, you know, one, one of the great things about everything that we do through the Sanford Institute is trying to give real world skills you know, so it isn't just an academic discussion about, you know, the social implications of <laughs> whatever it may be. Um, it's it's very much, you know, these are specific tools. These are online resources. Right. These are networking opportunities. And then we want you to do them. Right. And, and Apply them and, you know, and absolutely. then come back with some information about, hey, this is this was the outcome of this. How come it didn't work? Or, hey, this worked great for us. This, you know, how can we do more of this? Exactly. And, 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 and or that was terrible advice. <laughs> You told me to use that tool and it was just awful. Um, <laughs> nobody said that yet. But, but, but those sorts of things, we really right. want them. And, you know, um, something like 76% of, of participants uh, through the academy and through these workshops, you know, say that they can, they can turn around and apply the tools and techniques that we give them day one. Right. Uh, and that's such an important piece. It's mm-hmm. not just a theoretical discussion of the implications of whatever. Right. It's um, <laughs> actual usable tools. And, and to hear their stories when they come back you know, graduation or they come back the next month and they talk about, hey, you know, I use that, what you told me about the, you know, Twitter or whatever it may be. And, oh, that that really worked, really worked well. Oh, fantastic. Glad to hear it. How'd the rest of you do? Well, maybe not so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so the Academy launches in October, uh, runs through March. Okay. And I said information about the Academies are online. Uh, the Academy does have a charge that goes along with mm-hmm. it. It's $750 per person, which, you know, we try to keep it as affordable as possible. Right. If you send two people from the same organization, uh, we'll give you a two-for-one price because, you know, it's helpful to have somebody to talk to and share ideas. We had a couple of folks at the last Academy. They were both from the same organizations, and they took advantage of that. And, yeah, so just oh, trying good. to... We're, we're not... <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, as, as, as frankly as possible, uh, we're not making any money off of this. <laughs> you know, we, 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 really want, we really want to provide this as a service to the community and, uh, you know, offer this more or less of what it costs us to provide it to, right. to everyone. So right. mm, That's great. Mm-hmm. Kim, do you want to talk a little bit about our upcoming 100 Women Who Care meetings and um, when they take place, if anybody would like to get involved? Sure. So... We have four groups that meet around the Valley of the Sun, and like I said, we meet quarterly. And our next meeting in the West Valley is actually next Thursday, which is the 17th. And then the following week, we meet in Ahwatukee on the 21st, Scottsdale on the 22nd, and the East Valley on the 23rd. So those are upcoming giving circles. Um, People are welcome to come as a guest to check us out. There's no pressure to join. You can come as many times as you would like as a guest. Some people like to just come hear about the local charities that are out there in the community, but it's a... You know, it's an opportunity to get involved in your community for a minimal amount of time and a minimal dollar commitment. 
Right. And like I mentioned, a lot of the ladies show up a little bit early, you know, chat, have some cocktails. There's probably a little networking that goes on as well. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, everybody, um, you know, for a lot of the ladies, I think it's really just, you know, time for them to catch up. In Ahwatukee, uh, it's definitely girls' yeah, night out. Girls' night out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I live in Ahwatukee <laughs> and it is two degrees of separation yeah. out there. So. Oh, and talk about Ahwatukee. We have an exciting thing happening in Ahwatukee, our Ahwatukee meeting. We do. So um, part of the way we're able to operate and give 100% of our donations to the charities is through the gracious support of sponsors. And so we had one of our members wanted to sponsor a membership to the Ahwatukee Chamber of Commerce for us. And we said, great, that is wonderful. So as part of that membership, we get a ribbon cutting. So we've decided to do that ribbon cutting in connection with our social hour next Tuesday in Ahwatukee. So that'll be a special, special event that night with a little added touch. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. And there'll be cake. And there'll be cake. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Who can refuse cake? Who can refuse cake and a cash bar? <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, if anybody is interested in learning more about 100 Women Who Care, they can go to 100wwcvalleyofthesun.org. We have a Facebook page and we have all of the dates for all the meetings up there as well. And as Kim mentioned, you know, guests are always welcome. Um, no commitment. Grab some of your girlfriends. Come check us out. Meet some of the other ladies that are there um, and just kind of see what it's all about and what that hour looks like. Yeah. The other thing I should mention too is we do allow women to join as, um, as a team. So if $100 a quarter doesn't fit into the budget, we know that people have other um, charities that they support, other donations that they make. Our women can join as a team of two, three, or four, and they can share that quarterly commitment between um, the group of them because we really do want our chapter to be accessible to every woman out there that wants to get involved. Yep, definitely. Well, it happened again. I'm ready to go for, I'm like, we have so much more to talk about, but we have run out of time. I thank you both for being here today. Again, all of the contact information for both organizations we will have up on the website. Uh, but, you know, I know we already gave out websites um, for both today. But if there have any questions, you know, reach out to us on social media or when this is published as a podcast, you can go to the website and check out all that information. Uh, so thank you both so much for being here today. I'm so excited to meet you, Brent. Thank you. Thank I, you. And I can't wait to dive into our goodie bag there. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you all for listening today. You've been listening to 3C Amplified, where twice a month we share how others are connecting, creating, and collaborating and inspire you to be part of something greater. Until next time, I'm Jacqueline Destremps with Another Hand Advantage. Let me help create a marketing strategy to put your organization's mission in front of your target audience and highlight the impact you're having in the community. Visit www.anotherhandadvantage.com to learn more and connect. Mm-hmm.